Hello, it's your writing friend Steph and welcome to episode 40 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you for joining me today and if you're someone who has listened for a long time, I really appreciate you coming back again to listen to the show. And if you're brand new and looking to write a business boosting book in your niche, not only are you in the right place, but you're so welcome in the Happy Writers community. I'm a multi-published author and a writing coach on a mission to take the overwhelm, confusion and frustration out of the writing process and give you the confidence and knowledge to pursue your writing goals. I'm also all about more female writers sharing their expertise by stepping into the space in their niche that only they can occupy. Because my friend, there's space for all of us to share our knowledge with those who need it. So are you ready for today's episode? Great, because it's all about how a book can boost your business and why we need more women writing them. I want to start today's episode with some statistics. I'm not a maths nerd, as you know, I'm a writing nerd. So sharing statistics feels a little bit alien, but we're going to go for it, dear listener, because it's important. And I want to shine a spotlight on something that means a lot to me, and that is the lack of female writers in the business book space, in nonfiction in general. And I thought it might be more powerful rather than me saying, that's how I feel, which it is. I want to share with you the actual statistics. And these were published last year by the founders of a new female nonfiction book prize, uh, which was put together because they did some research and they found that these statistics were prominent in the nonfiction space. And they decided they'd had enough <laughs> and they wanted to put a prize together for female nonfiction writing as a result of these statistics. So let me just share them with you because I know that they're going to be interesting to you, whether you are a woman or whether you are a man and you are listening to this. I think that it's important that we get a good idea, we'll get the lay of the land, if you will, when it comes to the non-fiction book space. So here we go. Only 35% of books awarded non-fiction prizes have gone to female authors. 26.5% of non-fiction reviews in national newspapers were allocated to books by female authors. Female authors are less likely to feature in the end-of-year bestseller lists. Female writers also receive a lower advance from publishers. And they've been told over the last few decades to leave the big subjects to the men. And this was actually, that's a direct quote from this research, leave the big stuff to the men. And I feel really strongly that actually this needs to shift. There needs to be a change. There needs to be momentum that moves more non-fiction focus to women because there are so many of us writing in our niches and becoming thought leaders and go-to experts and it's one of the reasons, I'm not going to lie, why I think self-publishing in this instance is so powerful because if in the traditional publishing space, which is where these statistics have come from, if in that space we are maybe, you know, against more of a brick wall than our male counterparts, is it not then far less stressful and far more empowering to write our books and publish them ourselves to say, do you know what? 
sod this system, sod this kind of biased traditional system. We're going to do this ourselves. We're going to take this and we're going to really feel confident and motivated to take our thoughts and our incredible knowledge and put it into written form and then publish it ourselves. I mean, when I just say that out loud, it gives me a few goosebumps because, like I say, I feel strongly about this and it's one of the reasons I do what I do. And I predominantly work with female authors because I believe that we need to have a far more fair playing field and also far more acknowledgement when it comes to our knowledge and our skill set. And, you know, this whole leave it to the men vibe is just not welcome on this podcast. Uh, so if you are somebody who firmly believes that, I politely suggest you stop listening now. But I don't think you're like that. I think that if you're listening to this, that you know me, you know how strongly I feel about this. If you follow me on social media, you know that I often talk about the need for more female writers. I know you're going to carry on listening and yeah, support this, support the momentum. Now I've got that off my chest. Uh, we're going to dive into how else uh, a business boosting book can boost your business. Because it's one of the questions that I'm asked a lot. And I thought before we crack on with the whys, I want to share my story with you because it's important for you to see from someone who's actually been through the process what the benefits are and what it led to as a result of me writing my first book. If you are new to the show, my first book was called, or is called, should I say, Keeping Bums in Seats. It was written in 2015 and it's for newly qualified teachers who are now called early career teachers. But back in 2015, they were called NQTs and I wrote a book for NQTs to help with behaviour management. And it came off the back of me being a deputy head teacher and realising I was sharing a lot of the same advice time and time again with these newly qualified teachers about how to manage the behaviour in their class. It struck me that I was repeating myself and I thought, if I'm repeating myself to the few members of staff in my school, there must be people saying similar things in their schools to their staff. So why not bring my knowledge and expertise together into a book? And I never actually thought about going down the traditional publishing route. I knew a lot about it. I knew how hard it was and slash is to be traditionally published. And I just decided I was going to publish it myself. It wasn't even something I really sat and thought about a lot. It just felt right to me. And I'm someone who goes with my gut with a lot of my decision making. And I thought, Yes, my gut's telling me, self-publish this, get it out there. And I did. I self-published it on my birthday in 2015. And it's my best-selling book still because it really got traction in the first few weeks and months. And I've sold thousands of copies of it and all in a self-publishing model. So I've not ever decided to try and see whether any traditional publishers are interested I just thought, yeah, this is working for me. It was a learning curve, but I published it. Now, at the time, I was still a full-time deputy head. I didn't have any business aspirations at that point. But what I noticed was the opportunities that came off the back of that book. Opportunities, as I'm going to talk to you about later, that I never anticipated. So let me give you a couple of examples to put it into context. 
So I was asked to go into schools and run workshops on the framework that I had laid out in the book, which was called the Simple Guide to Behaviour Management. And SIMPLE was an acronym for a framework that people could follow to use in the classroom to feel more confident, more in control of behaviour in the classroom, to feel as though they had a strategy the first time they set foot in their classroom and was having, you know, having to deal with 30 children. So that was the one opportunity. Then I was also approached by a national teaching magazine called Teach Primary and they asked me to write an article about the simple framework and about behaviour management and I did. And off the back of that they then asked me to write regularly for them and I covered all kinds of different concepts that newly qualified teachers would be struggling with or have questions about or need advice about. I never anticipated when I started writing Keeping Bums in Seats that I would be approached by a teaching magazine, offered regular exposure of my thoughts and ideas. I never thought schools would be interested in having me in and teaching the framework. It really was just from a place of me enjoying writing, but also having it something that I felt strongly about, which was that more teachers should feel confident to manage behavior it's tricky it's one of the main reasons if you look at research from why teachers leave the profession and why they struggle with their mental health managing poor behavior and what's called low level disruption on a daily basis really takes its toll and it can cause people to go off with stress it can cause people to leave and I thought you know what if I can give people something simple like the simple framework it will hopefully give them confidence so I just wanted to share that with you because there's two examples of how writing a book actually gave me opportunities that I wouldn't necessarily have had one other thing I feel important to mention is that the women I work with often have a real block about why they should write a book for their business. It's not that they don't have the expertise, it's not that they don't have the knowledge and the experience. They have all that. They have all that in so many ways that it can often take my breath away, but they don't see it in themselves. They don't see why anyone would want to listen to them, why anyone would take what they say seriously. And I want to say to you, if that's you and you're sitting here and you're at the stage where you're contemplating writing a book, but you're not entirely sure yet if it's the right thing to do, if you feel strongly that there's a book calling to you to be written, and I say this a lot, if it's calling, then it needs to be written because it won't stop calling you. It will keep coming back to you time and time again. You might have a few months where you don't have time to focus on it or think about it but it will always be knocking on the door and asking you to write it and if that's the case that means there's something there. I strongly believe in the gut brain link and if something in your gut tells you that you need to write this book then bloody well write it. There's my permission to you (laughs) as if you need it Um, but that is my permission to you because we can feel as though We aren't good enough, qualified enough, experienced enough. And we somehow compare ourselves to people who are probably massive in their field. The Brenes, the Mel's, 
you know, the the huge authors that we think, well, my God, they've written about this. Who am I to write about the same topic? Who's going to listen to me over these massive names? And I'm here to tell you there are people who are looking and needing your book, your words, your expertise, because yes, these authors are incredible and we learn a lot from them, but they're not the only people who are allowed to write in that space, who are allowed to own that niche. You can step into it. You can talk about it your way, your strategies, your experience, because that's the really, really interesting thing. I was listening to a podcast by the wonderful Joanna Penn, and she was talking about AI. And she's decided that she will no longer write how-to books. She just decided that because the AI model means that we can look for how-to content so easily nowadays and get it so quickly that she's not going to write purely how-to books. She has decided that it's just not worth it. And I was, I almost stopped on my dog walk. I'm not going to lie to you. I almost stopped in the street and was like, good God, what does this mean for me, a nonfiction writer? What does it mean for you who's contemplating writing nonfiction? But she did say, and I thought this was brilliant, that it's actually all about story. So AI can pull basic facts. So if you want to know how to do something, you can ask ChatGPT or Claude or Bard or any of the other language models to say, you know, tell me, how do I do this? And it will spit out a brilliant plan. I did this recently for a weights training program. I just asked it to, could you give me uh, a training program if I want to be lifting three times a week? And, you know, I'm a woman, I told my age, blah, blah, blah. And it gave me, spat out a month's training in seconds, right? Fascinating. I'm a big fan of AI, so I think it, it has its place, right? But how can we write books if AI is dominating? And this is probably going to have to be a separate podcast episode, but this might be stopping you from writing. And I want to say to you, it doesn't need to, because your story, your case studies, your experience are what make the book unique to you. And if you're comparing yourself to other authors, you need to remember that your experience is what makes the book you. There are so many books in all the niches but it actually comes down to the stories that are told, the way it's described to the reader, the connection between the reader and the author matters. And if you can get that right, your book will be brilliant. So you need to write it. Let's crack on with the benefits. Now I've been on my soapbox for the first half of this episode. Let's crack on with the benefits. The first benefit that I want to remind you of and to say from experience really matters the most is this. It helps you refine and get really clear on your message. That's what your book can do for you, the author, not the reader, you. Now, I always tell you the reader has to come first. And yes, of course, we have to write for the reader, not for ourselves. But let's just be clear. Writing a book will refine your message in ways that you can't yet quite believe because it's forcing you to consolidate and refine your ideas, to get clear on who you are and what you stand for. I didn't understand truly the power of this until the last 12 months where I've been working on what I stand for, which is why I started this podcast by talking to you about female writers. I stand for 
getting more female writers out there. And it's through the work I've been doing on my business, on my messaging that has helped me. And I do believe that writing Dare to Write, which is my most recent book, has helped me consolidate that. Because while I was writing, I was writing for a female writer. I always talk to you about write to one person. And that ideal reader avatar for me was a woman who was struggling to write their book. They didn't know how to start. They didn't know the process. They didn't know how to put it together in a good structure. And it was a female all the time in my head, not without even really acknowledging it. It was always a female. But that's led me to really refine my messaging into working predominantly with female authors, but also talking about that a lot on social media and in my newsletters, because I truly believe that we need more female writers. But that came about through writing my book. And so I think it could do the same for you. What you stand for is important. Nobody particularly is bothered about people who sit on the fence on topics. So in your niche area, I'm inviting you now what do you stand for? What is your book going to help you become known for? Because as soon as you become known for something, my goodness, you are going to be invited onto all the podcasts and be interviewed by all the publications and by the journalists. And you're going to have the opportunities that maybe you didn't have before. It's so important. When I think back to Keeping Bums in Seats, the reason I wrote the book was to help people feel more confident, but I became known for this simple acronym, this idea that behaviour management could be done in a simple, straightforward way. And that's what people wanted me to talk about. They wanted me to come into their schools and teach the framework to people because it was something that was clear, concise and easy for them to understand. I wanted to become known for giving people confidence with their behaviour management Shift forward eight years, can you believe? Eight years. And I want to be known for making book writing simple, straightforward and enjoyable. Hence why this podcast is called Creating Happy Writers. But also I want to be known for empowering women to write. And think about your messaging. Think about your book because it is such a great way to become known for something. Do not sit on the fence do not be vanilla. Be proud of your stance. Have clear reasons why you have that stance and write that in your book because the why is what connects you to your reader. It gives them a reason to read. It really helps them feel as though they are following a cause. They're following a movement. And if you can do that, my goodness, you are going to have so many fans of your work. The next benefit to writing a business boosting book is the fact that you can have all your content in one place. The women I work with often about three to five years into their business, they've got their system set up, they're confident in what they're talking about, they're confident in their courses and their memberships, they've got blogs, podcasts, membership groups, they've got newsletters, they have so much content, it's coming out of their ears. We can often forget that. We can forget that we've got all of this stuff, all of this back catalogue of content that we can dive into, pull together and make into a book. Now, of course, I said this the other day on LinkedIn and I feel strongly about it. 
You are not just going to copy and paste past blog posts without refining them and improving them and making them so bloody amazing as a chapter that, you know, it would be just the best thing anyone's ever read. Of course, that let's just say that's the caveat, right? You're going to use your content, but you're going to change it, refine it, etc. But you can use it. You can put all your content into one thing, your message, your why, your strategy, your story, other people's stories. It's all in one place. You don't have to tell people, oh, by the way, I've got 100 podcast episodes. Just make your way through those. Or I've got a blog that's three years old. You know, I'm sure there's a blog post on that somewhere. You don't have to do that because the book is one thing that you can point people to, you can direct them to, to get all the stuff they need to know about who you are and why they should work with you. It's just a fantastic way of pulling together your expertise. The third benefit and the one I love being such an advocate for more women in the business book space is that you become the go-to expert in your niche. Now, niches are massive for some people, but actually the more that you can narrow down what you're writing about, who you're writing for, the, the smaller you can make your niche, the easier it becomes to become known in that area. And um, this isn't a podcast about niching. And I, I do have a guest in mind to talk about the niche thing, because I think it's so important for writers to get it right, but that's not for now. But I do think that it's an important opportunity to become known in the area that you want to be known for. And then when you are that go-to expert, my goodness, like I said, those opportunities come in and you will never know who's listening, who's reading. It's just going to be somebody who maybe has grabbed your audio book, it's got your book off Amazon or wherever you want to sell it. And it could be someone who recommends it to a friend who's actually looking for somebody in that niche to appear in their membership as a paid expert. Or it could be somebody who runs a podcast with a really big audience and it gives you an opportunity to talk about what you do and talk about your book to a wider audience. You just don't know who's going to pick your book up at any point. And you could be approached for things that you couldn't imagine happening before you wrote the book. So opportunities, speaking gigs, etc., are all there for you if you write your book. Another thing that I feel is such an incredible reason to write a book is because this might sound small, but again, it's the ripple effect. It's the compound effect, which you know I'm a big fan of. If you go to networking and you tell people that you've written a book, it's an incredible conversation starter. You will be surprised at how many people are magnetized. Is that even a word? Who knows? Feel magnetized to you because you've written a book. They want to know. They want to know all about it. They want to know why you wrote it. Who's it for? What it's, what's it about? Why should they read it? And then that just opens up again, conversations and opportunities. I was at the podcast show in May last year. And I met a speaking coach who works with people on how to feel, how to warm themselves up vocally, how to speak better. She's a vocal coach, a speaking coach, you know, somebody who works with people like that. And she does loads of work with organizations, with business owners on how to improve their speaking skills. She had her book with her. And you know what I absolutely bloody loved? She was going around and she was handing it out just to anybody she was speaking to. They were in her bag. She had a stash of them. She wasn't asking people to buy them. She was simply going around, getting into conversations with people about what she did, how she could help them, 
And there was her book. Please take a copy of my book, I kept hearing her saying. Take a copy, see what you think. What an incredible business card, if you like, than your book in your pocket. And you're able then to, to really engage people. And what a great way for them to remember who you are afterwards. Listen, I'm telling you about her seven, eight months later and it stuck with me. So if it stuck with me, um, you can be damn sure that if you want somebody to get to know you and to work with you, a book is a brilliant way to start that conversation, let people dip their toe in, find out more about you. And if they really connect with you as an author, they're bloody well going to connect with you as a coach or a consultant or a therapist or an entrepreneur. Whatever it is that you want people to connect to you for, your book will help you do that. Your book can also build out into other areas of your business. What do I mean by this? Well, if you have a book that you can then create a course or a workshop or a talk around, you will be surprised at how it can continue to be an important part of your sales model because you can, people often read the book and then if you've got a course that goes with it or if you've got a talk or a workshop that you do that's based off the book, again, it's a marvellous way of expanding the reach of your book through these other means. It's just how can you repurpose it over and over again in different ways? Yes, we talked about producing an audiobook. Some people produce a workbook that goes with their book. Other people will do a course that people can download, a digital one. It doesn't have to be fancy, a digital one. It could be that you have a audio course that goes with it. Perhaps they they read a chapter and then you are, you know, giving them things to do off the back of it. It doesn't have to be something that's super techy, super brilliant when it comes to being all put together. It's just something that people will want to do as a result of reading it. So think about how can your book be something more than just the book? And that can add to your income stream. It can add to your revenue and continue the cycle of people reading buying and engaging with you. And the final benefit is my favourite because it's all about how a book boosts your self-esteem and your confidence in what you're doing. You'll be so surprised at how you feel after writing a book. Until you've done it, it's really hard for me to fully be able to explain that to you. As a wordsmith, that's slightly worrying that I can't think of the words, but it's because it's such a intrinsic feeling of self-pride, of happiness, at relief. It's just such a feeling when you hold your book in your hands. I think if I could describe it better, I would. But consider perimenopause in this, that I've lost all ability to use any words that are of any help. But I do believe that until you write it, you won't know. You can imagine, you can visualise, you can do all the things, but until you're holding it in your hands, it's just an incredible feeling. And yes, it boosts your business, of course it does, but it boosts you too. And we underestimate what that can do for us as we step forward into this space that this book has created for us. We step forward into the space we're supposed to be the thought leader of, because Niches and spaces are all important, of course, but it's about carving out our own little space. It's not be like if you want to be the next massive author, then that's OK. That's fine. OK, that's that's completely your journey that you want to pursue. But for most of us, we just want to be known in a space that we're confident in, 
that we are finding joy in because that's such an important thing. It's so important to love what we do and why we do it and who we're doing it for. And a book can really open those doors and allow you to step through into that space and own it and feel empowered that you are somebody that people are listening to. It's just incredible. And if you're thinking, who is going to listen to me, then please stop. Please realise that there are people who want to hear what you have to say, who want to read what you have to write. It's not about who's going to listen. I'm trying to talk to everybody. You know that as a business owner. You know that trying to speak to everybody spells disaster. So just focus on who do you want to read? Who do you want to motivate and inspire? And whose lives do you want to transform? Because once you know that, you will feel that your book, if it's well written, and if it's something that you feel truly proud of, you will keep talking about it because you love it. It's something that you want people to read and because you know it's going to do all the things that they need it to do, that will then boost your confidence as well because you are talking about something you love and you know is going to help all the people in your audience. I really do hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know it got a little bit soapboxy at times, but I want you to feel motivated. I want you to feel excited. I want you to feel like it's possible because it is possible. It's absolutely possible for you to write a book in your niche, to step into who you're supposed to be, step into your space and to own it. If you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag creating happy writers. If you want to connect, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at stephcaswell.com and on Instagram at stephcaswellauthor. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, You can find my book, Dare to Write, which takes you on the whole journey from idea to publication on Amazon or on my website if you are happy to buy from me directly. Uh, that's just for UK listeners if you are anywhere else in the other than in the UK hello (laughs) but also you can buy my book on Amazon instead you can find out more about working with me too at stephcaswell.com I'd love to help you write your book but until next time happy writing